Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Connor. Hey. Got quite the episode today. We're going to kick it off with a little Patreon question of the week. Talk about the final playoff event of the year, the MVP Open. The finale. We'll get some Trevor's trivia, and then we'll look at the Pro Tour standings headed into the Tour Championship, because obviously USDGC does not count. And then we'll also have our Grip Lock Power Rankings. Only two events left of the year, three if you count U.S. Women's, two events I'm sad. that everyone... Because we consider... If you're new to the podcast, Throw Pink Women's is our U.S. Women's major yeah. in our hearts. Yeah, that's um, just how it is. So let's kick it off, though, with a word from our sponsor. Football season is back, and you yeah. know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdowns. But, fellas, let's not forget about the real MVP of the season. Go Cardinals. Introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from Manscaped. Your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head over to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit and join 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard that right. 9 million men or 109 MetLife stadiums. That's a way to put it. Wow. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GRIPLOCKED. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit is grooming powerhouse built for precision and style, just like your favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins. This kit, this kit tackles bird, beard, wow. <laughs> you know, you could probably bird touch-ups too, but we'll do that later. <laughs> this kit tackles beard touch-ups effortlessly, ensuring you've always prepped for the next play. Plus, it has to do with feathers. <laughs> it has a compact design for easy portability. This cordless trimmer has a rotary reel that gives you 20 hair-cutting links with one guard. You heard that right. What? 20 hair-cutting links with one guard. No more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Face grooming doesn't have to be hard. You get 20 different beard links in just one guard. Plus, all this is waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink and the titanium coated t-blade is tough t-blade. on hair but smooth on your face leading to one single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code griplocked at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code griplocked the grass is not artificial keep it shaved with manscaped all right let's kick it off with our patreon question of the week if you're not sure where this comes from it's over on our heiser club which Shout out to Jason. If you've ever dealt with our customer service, customer experience, you know who Jason is and you know how good he is at his job. And he recently took over running our behind the scenes Patreon and it has really gone to the next level. Jason, there's there's no privacy at this point. There's behind the scenes. If you're trying to go to the bathroom, it's on the Heiser Club. Behind the scenes (laughs) vlogs, behind the scenes pictures, unboxings of basically every single disc that comes into this warehouse. It's incredible. So you can head over to patreon.com slash foundation disc golf if all that sounds interesting to you. And there's also a weekly podcast called the Heiser Club Mailbag, which is where you pull these questions from. Um, and basically, our patrons ask us whatever they want, however they want. They're, Connor's got beef with a few of them. Yeah, it's a great time. Mailbag, I got sent a t-shirt that I have to wear on the next one. Yeah. So, I am not happy about it. <laughs> it's a very fun time. But this one comes from Joshua Peters. Uh, and it's a little bit of a controversial question. We can title this uh, podcast episode "Big Controversy." Yeah, we're sorry. My uh, last name is Traversy. What controversy? What, what do each of you think is the worst disc ever made? I can't remember what I said on mailbag. I'm sticking with the same answer from mailbag. Sometimes because like we have a week to process or a weekend to process this before we answer it again. It's so true. sometimes I change my question, my answer. I'm not for mm-hmm. this one. The 10 meter brick. Mm. It was sent to us for a weird disc video a while ago. It's I don't think it's made anymore. But it was a real disc, um, and it has no purpose. It flips unless you're throwing it from 30 feet. But oh, then if you're throwing it from 30 feet, it just it was just normal. So I, yeah, I could make a similar argument for the uh, the turbo putt because mm. while there is a purpose, if anybody who is good at turbo putting does not need 
yeah. those grooves. It on the does inside. make it easier to turbo putt, though. But like, if you're gonna learn, it, my thing is, if you're gonna learn how to turbo putt, learn how to do it on a disc. You can like you're I would actually agree. gonna use, and in also your bag. you also can't use it in PDGA I don't even think it's, Yeah, it's not PDGA approved. So it was at one point. I think the turbo putt was dumb. Good. I'll say um, now. One, I don't, I, I don't want to say this because I know that there's a lot of work put into it. I don't know. But the, um, I think this is what we said. This is what we said on the mailbag. Was the I said the Timmy oh, the odd the grip? G1. Yeah, the odd grip G one. Nobody knows about that disc. Nobody. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter. It was a, yeah, it was like project. a prototype. I think it, it got funded. Is it? it it's did. a really bad disc. It's a very bad. Made out of the worst. Worst like than any. Well, here's the thing. I think it's more so the plastic that was so bad. The plastic was the so mold bad. wasn't great either. But yes, the plastic. The was mold was worst. not good. The plastic was really bad. It, it was just not. A, and it was advertised as like a forehand disc, which makes very, even less sense because it's really really flippy. Um, not a good disc. Also, I don't really see the point in the end of an alien. I understand that it Dang. flies really good. But I don't understand why you need a disc to feel that weird. I would I would argue that it might be most pointless disc of all time. Yeah. It's like it was like it's a little redundant. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I kind of get the Sonic feeling is like the, that. I get it because it flies like a frisbee. If there's anybody but this is a disc out that there feels like a fastback frisbee that doesn't fly like. If it. there's anybody no, out like there the, that what? genuinely loves the feel of a fastback, then there's a point. But like, what yeah. are we talking about? The alien? Yeah, yeah. but I loved it. I'm saying I don't. I'm saying I. I think the flight is great. But the shape of it makes no sense. That's yeah. what gives you the flight. I don't. The flight is not different enough to justify yeah, the shape. I don't know about that. I don't know, man. I mean, you took it out of your bag very yeah. quickly. It also <laughs> doesn't fit quickly. in anybody's bag unless they put it in their putter pocket. It was in the top of my bag for you about as long as an average you disc. You don't have to defend it, man. I will put it back in my bag. I gave it. I to know Connor you will now. Now that we've talked about it, now it's going back into. Debt. I unironically liked it. It was, there was and not, I threw it a lot. No, there was I nothing, think I'm it was sure in my the bag. flight there was is great. horrific about it. I just think it was. There's redundant. just not really a point to me for it having a fastback. There's not a point to me. Yeah, I think you could find a disc that flies almost exactly the same. In fact, I know you can, and it wouldn't have a fastback. On it. So that's what I'm saying. If there are people out there that love the fastback, then it's not pointless. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. And I'm it probably not, I'm not being, is. I'm not like making. I'm gonna step. I'm gonna take just, a step back. I'm gonna check myself. Okay, I'm checking you too. I'm gonna have to do a lot of checking myself this episode. Hashtag Matt Matthew Orum. <laughs> I really like the alien. I'm. I sorry. was doing research on the odd grip G once. So I don't know what kind of slander you two put in the world about uh, it. No, no, no. I, I didn't. I didn't slander. hear the question say best disc ever Connor made. Connor basically so the said it's have been stinky, brought up. stinky poo poo disc. Well, Connor is stinky, stinky poo-poo. Hey, oh, that about hey, the alien. what the heck? If you no. think that about the alien, no, I'm dying if on this hill. If you knew about my grandfather, then you would not have said that. <laughs> um. My grandfather built this country, thank you. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I like the sound of your voice. I just have this... <laughs> I just had this idea. So, Brody's supposedly uh, coming in at some point today. He's in town. and I, I just had this funny idea, like a punishment... Maybe not this time, but for future, it'd be like when Brody walks in, you haven't seen him in a few months, you have to walk up and just bear hug him. We've so, we've talked about We've that talked before. about it before. I think that I've said, and I quote, what do you guys think that would happen if Brody walked in and I just was like, hey man, what's up? And went and gave him a hug. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know he either. Might I up. do not know. I could see that. He might just pick you up on see the board. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know, we, <laughs> we might just have to test it for social media. Yeah, go media. for it, man. Go for Connor it. Connor will hug him. <laughs> no, I'm scared. Yeah, dude. No, I'm Connor, scared. It's, for, it's for social. Yeah, it's for social. Okay. Because they're going to have heard this, and then we'll have a video of it. Connor's like, it's worth the risk, but man. I just, he's going to be like, he's going to be like, oh, oh, what's up, man? And it's just kind of like side hug me. And then later he's going to talk to you guys where I'm not there about like, Connor's kind of weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> No, dude. He probably just like give you a little sign. Oh, dark horse. 
That's probably what would happen. It's always I'm just like the weird <laughs> hugging tall people is always weird though because yeah, way you more gotta go low, you're, gonna yeah. get, you're gonna meet his belly button, bro. <laughs> hugging a tall person is always very intimate whenever nuzzling, you're a normal height. Just jump up a little, right wrap your legs around him. <laughs> Koala. I think I have a step stool. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's get into the MVP open here. No, oh, dude, let's keep talking. <laughs> this is a disc golf podcast. We're sorry. <laughs> we're, we're developing a lot of podcast titles early yeah. in this one. Uh, MVP open results. We'll start with the FPO. Haley King took it down. Chris and Tatar came in second. I'll double check this, but I believe on the broadcast they said this was her first loss since July. That's crazy. Which is crazy. And Owen Scoggins also tied for second. And then on the MPO side, you had Matty O taking it down with Aaron Gossage and Eagle McMahon tying for second. Come let's on, Matty O. Come on. Let's start with FPO. Let's start with FPO here. You would, dude. It's because you're scared. Um, <laughs> Haley King, a very impressive performance down the stretch. I saw, I tweeted out basically, I Haley's last name's King, obviously. So I wanted to yeah. say something about like Haley King dethroned the queen. Nice. Oh, Pretty good play cool. on words. That is nice. cool. Um, and so, but I, I. Oh, I've got a crazy tweet cooked up. <laughs> I got to tell you about when we get to MPO. Okay. Anyway, so I tweeted that it's and then I wrote crazy. about like how good Haley played down the stretch because it was true. And immediately people were like, Haley didn't play good. Kristen handed it to her, blah, 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 blah. And Trevor brought, made a good point this morning when I came in, which is both can be true because mm-hmm. Kristen did make some very un like mistakes mm-hmm. and she opened the door. Haley King still had to go through that door. Yeah. And yeah, Haley absolutely. King... And, and, it, and it happens... Um, you know, very I, frequently. I, yeah, I would say I'm trying to think of which tournament comes to mind in specific, but obviously Waco was one with uh, Ella Hansen. That was a little bit different, but there's been times, multiple times, where like round one or two, Kristen has a bad round, opens the door, and people just don't take advantage. Well, I'll say hole eleven. Kristen opened the door, missed airball to putt. Right, own Scoggins in yeah. position. Yeah, own goes on to take a seven because yeah, she like tri- three, like three or four putted from from like fifteen feet. Yeah, um, and, and we the, see that. But while I was telling Trevor is, I feel like when typically what happens is Kristen makes mistakes and she's bailed out. Like hole eleven, what we saw from own there, mm-hmm. she had a chance to go through the door that Kristen opened and she bailed Kristen out. So then that mistake by Kristen's forgotten. Haley King and granted down the stretch own turned it around both of them down the stretch exposed those mistakes Kristen made for instance whole 17 it was somewhat champions cup of last year-esque when own on 17 here three putted Haley King birdied Haley ended up birdying three of the last four holes to take this championship that there's a lot to be said there those are some tough holes down the stretch and on 18 she was in a position where own Scoggins hits the green, you know, gets herself into the conversation for birdie. Everybody Kristen, clutched up on 18. Kristen Tatar steps up, hits the green. Again, conversation where if, if Haley King pars it, there's now going to be a three-way playoff. Electric. Haley King steps up. And let's not forget what Corey Ellis did last year. Similar yeah, shot. Same exact situation. Corey Ellis chucks it OB by like, he threw it to like the fifth row Raptors. It's a scary shot. That green is tough. Haley King steps up knowing where she's at because you could see it she was watching scores the whole time and she confirmed it in the post round interview that from like hole 15 on she because her in respect to Haley for this she noticed what Kristen's been doing is Kristen plays very smart golf she doesn't get aggressive and she lets mistakes from other people happen and those are the opportunities they take Haley was like that's my plan this week I'm playing for par I'm playing smart safe golf I'm letting everyone else make the mistakes I'm not making the mistakes 
she said hole 15 is when it switched. She realized I've got to put my foot on the gas if I want to catch her. And so hole 15, I think she hit, yeah, 60 foot putt for birdie. And then she played aggressive from there on out. Yeah. And 18, she knew exactly what she had to do. She knew, put it under the basket. I win. She put it under the basket and there you go. She won. Mm-hmm. She was very clutch down the stretch. She shot four under in the final round, as did Kristen. And Haley King takes it by one stroke. Very impressive all around tournament from Haley. Super um, impressive. And very impressive in the clutch, which I think is what we, we've seen a lot of times. Um, other FPO players shine and have very impressive tournaments. And then Kristen applies the pressure and we've seen them crumble. Mm-hmm. Haley was in that position. There was pressure applied multiple different times in the round. She didn't crumble. She stuck to the game plan. And then when it was time to push, she pushed and she birdied three of the last four to take this title. Um, very impressive win from Haley King and a glimpse of what I think Haley's capable of week in and week out. That's what yeah. I, I stand by what I said. I think I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, but I feel like Haley King has some of the most potential uh, in, in FPO because she throws really far. She's got an incredible forehand. She is a pretty good looking putt and she just has to put it all together at the yeah. same time. Yeah. I think talent wise, there can be an argument made that she's the most talented FPO player. And I think this year we've seen flashes of some of the best golf I've seen out of her and some of the best putting in particular. Cause I think that's been really the big difference maker for her game. Um, especially this season is when her putt is working. She is very dangerous. And I still think that of the players left on, on in the FPO field, I think that she is the one that has the most potential to, to challenge Kristen week in and week out. And I think she's still a long ways from that consistency wise, but there's been flashes of brilliance, and this is a really nice win. Hopefully, a bit of a, a confidence earner. I think she's in the past been pretty decent at um, at throw pink. Certainly, uh, another chance to get another win there. So, yeah. Well, she's also the defending champ at U.S. Women's. Um, so yeah. She's going in, you know, next yeah. weekend. Yeah, next weekend, going in with a chance to defend her title there. Um, it, I have confirmed. The last time that Kristen Tatar lost was the preserve, which was 30th of June through the 2nd of July. So July 2nd was the last what's time she her, lost. What's her ratio this year now of wins to losses? Um, Three, four, five, Like I think she's six, still seven, above 500. Eight, nine, 10. Which is hilarious. She's 11 and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 11 and 6. 11 wins, 6 losses this year. That's hilarious. Like when you can start, when you're so good that you can like read off that record and it sounds like you're a sports team, like that sounds like an NFL football team. Yeah, like she would make, she would probably be close to making the playoffs. That's, yeah, (laughs) that's that's hilarious. Yeah, she's 11 and 6 this year and I think that includes MVP. It's too good. Um, So Kristen, she still came in second this week. It's not like this is the end of Chris's guitar. And it wasn't a meltdown. It was no. It was not she, great. It was literally hole seventeen. Was it? She three putted on seventeen. It wasn't pretty. Well, sixteen was worse. Was sixteen worse? Sixteen. She probably had. I would give it a twenty-three footer. No, she one putted on sixteen. She missed a circle two putt. You're thinking of seventeen. Or I'm thinking of seventeen. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Seventeen. You're right. Was seventeen. It. Yeah. She had like the twenty-three footer uphill. Yeah. And missed it, rolled down to the edge of circle, that missed bad. that, tapped out yeah. for her five. It's tough. It's always tough when you have two holes consecutively where you just throw away a stroke. Because the whole, the whole you're talking about was where she threw into the bushes, I think. Yeah. Yes, um, that was 16. Yeah. Um, and that one, I, I feel like that was just a, that's one of those where you're just kicking yourself after because you're like, wow, just wasn't really paying attention to that or didn't focus enough. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but very impressive tournament from Haley all around. And now on the MPO side... 20 years after his first Elite Series appearance, 
Matteo has finally taken one down. He's done it. Um, huge moment Come for his on, career. Maddie. Very long time coming. Some uh, have said that he w- it was never going to happen. I don't know who would say that. I, I always disagreed with him vehemently. Did you? <laughs> you going <laughs> to leave me here on this island? No. I, I stood with Trevor. It was Trevor's take. Some Listen, people said that it was my take. It wasn't I, my take. I, I love you, take. I've a, always been a big Matteo fan. I agreed with the take. We had a good run. And here's what I'm going to say. We had a good run. What are you going to say? Um, I've been doing this for a few seasons. Said he was never going to win at the highest level. Has it been a few seasons already? Um, it feels like it was just yesterday you made that take, mm, man. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, like, it, it was never... The Matteo take was never just, like picking some guy who I didn't think was good at disc golf and being like, well, they're never going to win. It wasn't like that. It was because he was so consistently in the top 10, especially last year, where it was like blowing my mind. And that's why I gave him the can't win title because in my opinion, if you were in the top 10 that often and not winning, like there just must be something to it. But, you know, hand up. He convincingly won. He took it. It was an incredible win. Very nice comeback victory and he has officially shook that title i will never again say that matty o can't win it's not true yeah it's over he passes the crown to calvin heimberg that's what i'm gonna go. tweet calvin heimberg has won in april but i mean matty o's career no it, he can't win anymore true that's fair that's fair matty o's career reminds me a lot of like do you remember that movie uh brock kelly tom hanks is the coach and he's like doing the bear crawl with the guy on his back and he's blind you say tom hanks is the coach is that not the coach? Tom Hanks. You think Tom Hanks is in that movie? Who is yelling at him? That movie was made by a church. Oh, is, he looks like Tom Hanks. It was the, uh, it, you know the coach. He looked a lot like Tom Hanks. <laughs> I mean, I... You know the scene I'm talking about. Whenever you said oh, yeah. that, I was immediately like, I don't remember a movie where Tom Hanks <laughs> yeah. is the coach. I just... Well, now I have to find this guy facing the Giants movie. Yeah, uh, his name's like Alex something, and he. But like, I like, gotta look at him. He was like Alex one. Kendrick. You're, that's a Tom Hanks looking guy. Come on, Trevor, roll with me here. <laughs> <laughs> you know he kind of. You know he kind of looks like. Well, Tom it Hanks. wasn't. It was. Look at that. Look at him. If you're just recollecting it, and that. You well, just it was more so that like I know that movie was a small budget movie that like would have never it, had a celebrity. Didn't feel like a small bu- budget. It was well movie, made, you know. Anyways, but you know the scene <laughs> I'm talking about. Brock Kelly's blindfolded. I he's know, doing the bear crawl. Got the the little kid on his back, hundred yeah. some pound guy, uh-huh. and he's like, "I didn't go to the 50. Uh-huh. And then Tom Hanks looking like dudes yelling at him. Yeah. And next thing you know, he opens his eyes. He's in the he's in the end zone. He made it to the end zone. Yeah. That's what this moment felt like for me. I felt like Matteo has been bear crawling his entire season or mm-hmm. his entire career, it's twenty worked. years, twenty years, and he's just got people just like coming on, chirping him on. You know, come on, you got this, Maddie. You got this, Maddie. And mm-hmm. how far you think you can go? How far you think you can go? And he's like, "I think I can get to the 50. I think I can do it. And next thing you know, he opens his eyes. He's in the end zone. He won. MVP of all places. A tournament that he choked away. I don't want to say choked away. He lost it on the final hole in 2010. Yeah. Um, 13 years later. Revenge game. Here we are. I knew he had he it in him, down. man. He always had it in him, Nobody but it was a... Uh, I knew he had it in him because he always shoots a good round. At most tournaments, he typically shoots a good, really good round. And, that, and that's what this final round was. Here. Now, he, he had... a. I think he shot even par on like Friday, but yeah, he, he birdied 11 or through Saturday. Yeah, I think Friday it was Friday. Saturday. He birdied 11 through 17 on in this final round. Yeah. Three huge outside the circle putts during that. Each and every one of them felt crucial. In the end, they weren't, but each, each and every one of them felt crucial. Then on 18, he threw within an inch of that rock off the tee. Not a great tee shot. 
threw a forehand upshot right behind a tree. Not a great upshot. Mm. I was thinking, is this going to... Because, again, at this point, Chase Card, so far ahead of Lead Card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lead Card's back on, like, 13 right now. They I think they were teeing off on 14. So, in his mind, this was very doable for Simon or Eagle right. to catch him. Yeah. So, it, again, felt crucial. It wasn't in the end, in the end but it felt crucial in the moment. Um, and he's behind this tree now and I was starting to think like is this going to be a Coriolis type moment where he's going to throw this OB turn you know end up bogeying and losing by one because Eagle or Simon's going to freaking chase him down through a very tricky backhand approach shot to like two feet tapped out and at that point I think Eagle and Simon had both messed up somewhat their drives on 14 to where you kind of knew they weren't going to birdie they would have had to birdie 15 out to tie him at 22 under, I believe, or was that what he got to, 22, 23 under? I think they would have had to birdie out, and so it was very unlikely for him to lose, and then I think once they had the par on 15, if I'm not mistaken, is when it was it was kind of done, when they didn't eagle bogeyed 15, and I think Simon did as well. Yeah, that was when it was officially like, they're going to have to go like eagle, ace, eagle, birdie, ace, eagle, eagle, or something crazy like that mm-hmm. to catch him, and so then you saw it, like official you had like Luke Humphreys run in it was kind of weird timing because and this is really lead card's fault lead card was so far behind that we had like 20 some minutes of coverage Mm. where you knew Matteo was the winner yeah but it just couldn't be official yet like he's signing the winner discs and everything but like I wanted to see the post round interview and I wanted to see him hoist the trophy and you just had to watch golf that mattered for like jockeying position like Eagle ended up in second but it it didn't matter if who's going to win. Yeah, super weird. And you had to watch like four holes of it, which kind of sucked. But Birdie's going to have a field day. Yeah, I don't know what was going on pace of play because like had had it been those guys were in it and fighting, it would have been a very electric last twenty minutes of coverage because yeah. you would have been just waiting like who's going to win. But with all of them out of it, it was just like it's too big of a gap, mm. man. It's it was too big, too big of a gap. gap. So they needed to pick up the pace. What'd but what do you think about the trophy? The same as always. Well, isn't not, it? They had a disc the one year. Remember MVP? No, that was OTB. Over. Or that was OTB. You're MVP right. always it's just, has it's this always big the sign. wooden thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it, fine. It's fine. I definitely think it's a sign that's just hanging on the course somewhere because it's got the little eye hooks. Does it really? Yeah, I didn't notice that. I'm pretty sure. Oh no! Don't don't let that get don't let that get found out. Let me look. It's this like up. the door sign, and they just unhook it to hand it to the champion. <laughs> yeah, look, it's got the little hooks. Every time. That's interesting. So I've always thought that it's just a sign somewhere and they hand it to them. I mean, it, it doesn't look bad. No, but it, it's fine. It's big. It, it, you know, their logo. I now, like I will say logo. they must because this is a different one than they handed Matty O, right? No, this year they looked, it looked the same. At least I saw Haley hoisting it for sure. And it was the same. Yeah, you're right. It's the same. Yeah. So yeah, I I think it's just a sign somewhere on the course. Interesting. But it, I I don't mind it. Somebody it it looks like a trophy kind he of. He doesn't mind it, guys. It's um, big and at least it like it has a tournament. It name doesn't. On it. it looks significant. Nobody, yeah, nobody looks at it and it is at least like what the heck. But yeah, Matteo, <laughs> you wanted it, to at least look like someone won something. What yeah. The heck. Matteo like ended up. <laughs> he ended up winning by four. Um, and it was just it was a great moment. I got it. That's got to be one of the biggest wins off of yeah. the chase card. In a long well, time. they said since Four 2017, strokes? so six years now, the person who's led MVP going into the final round has not won. Six wow. years straight now. That course, I mean, Maple Hill, man. And th- this is actually an interesting topic. I don't know if you've written this down, but there were you see more posts than usual. I think I saw four or five posts that were read something like this. I know I saw at least one from Gannon and at least one from Yuli. 
today's round was really frustrating. Felt like I threw the disc better than I had either of the previous rounds and just didn't get any of the breaks. I do think Maple Hill is one of the, like, it's a course like that. We're like, guys, yeah. guys go out there and can throw it better than certain days and just like, it's one of, it's the thing of with Woods Golf where it's like, if you miss big, sometimes it's better than missing small. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, that course provides chaos. It does. Like, well, I mean, even there's just scores all over the hole place. Hole 14, for example, Matteo threw. If if the green was and it's not, you have to factor in skips. But just roll with me here. All roll right. with him. I'm rolling. rolling. If the green was hit and stick, Matteo three worse shot than Eagle McMahon. Mm-hmm. Yet was left with a much closer putt because Matteo ended up short, and you have to factor this in. So he threw a better shot all in all because mm-hmm. you do have to factor in the ground play, of course. But he threw it shorter, and there's this patch of grass. He hit the patch of grass and stuck. Eagle McMahon threw it closer, both with similar velocity, similar angle, but Eagle. Yep hit the like mulch dirt and skip yeah. into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of thing of like, I think that's why the players feel like that sometimes is there's a lot of fast greens like that where it's almost if you throw a, a quote unquote worse shot distance wise, you're rewarded, but it's because you have to have the touch. And yeah. you can't I just think, pay attention to the flight. You have to pay attention to the landing of the yeah, disc as well. I personally, I think that's what this East Coast golf end of the year mm. does is you got to have touch. There's yeah. when you're on golf courses and stuff like that, you can play for skips, you can play for a lot of stuff, and you, you don't need that like soft landing touch. Yeah. And that's what disc golf a lot of times like is all about, is that soft landing so, yeah. touch. And I think that's Especially why on tour. that's why we see historically, obviously Paul's not playing this this year, but I think that's why we see Paul down the stretch start to succeed, is I think he's a very good angle control touch yeah, player. That is very true. Um, and when yeah. you get to a course like this, that's why I thought Isaac Robinson was gonna do so good. It's not like he did awful. Um, but 20. he didn't do great. He took 19. Um, yeah, he came in 19th. But that's why I thought he was going to do so good. Is this course requires that like soft landing touch yeah. aspect of the game. Um, and I think that's why players can feel like that sometimes. It's like it's interesting. if you're throwing good, but your angle control is a little off yeah. or your speed control is off, even though you're hitting lines, even that's spin. only one part of it. The spin, yeah. speed, yeah. and angle, yeah. That's a very good it point. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the bottom line is, you know, uh, from a spectator point of view, and obviously not all the courses are like this, but it is pretty fascinating to have a course where a guy in contention can shoot plus three one round and ten under the next. That's you know that's pretty insane range. I it, love it. it. It has a ton of range. Uh, and you know, bottom line, the leaderboard was stacked, right? Like there was a ton of really good players up at the top. So it's not like we're this is providing flukes. I can understand it. It's probably very frustrating. We all know how playing in the woods can be very frustrating. When, yeah. the, when the guy in front of you throws a worse shot and gets a sneaky backdoor line and you miss your line by an inch and kick a thousand feet left. Like mm-hmm. that is, it you is hit your it line. Is. But if you hit, yeah, I would say if you throw shots down the middle, you give yourself a pretty good chance. That's what um, I don't, I don't, I think, I think there's maybe a lot of fun. I think there's maybe one or two shots. I remember this weekend where a shot like was in the middle of the fairway and got unlucky. What did the new hole nine end up playing? It was the toughest hole it was of it all. Brutal. Yeah, it was. Um, Nobody see, was is there a way to go all ball. rounds? I mean, now you do have to remember here what this course, what this playoff event does is this is the top like eighty players. Yeah. So holes play easier than they would typically on a pro tour because if yeah. you add another eighty guys that mm-hmm. didn't make it here, it makes holes tougher. So you have to remember that when looking at other other uh, yeah. courses but hole nine still the final round played 0.6 strokes over par as a par four i feel like it probably would have been closer to like 1.2 and, and, and that's significantly higher than the next easiest yeah next hardest. um 
Now, it wasn't the hardest hole round three, but round three was the wind round. Yeah, there's... Which I saw a few complaining posts about the wind stoppage because the wind was crazy all day, according to guys, and they were like, I played my entire round in it, and now the lead card's going off, you're going to have a wind stoppage? Yeah, it was a little interesting. I, I mean, it looked like it was pretty... It was pretty intense. Is is probably for the best, safety-wise. Did we wise, get any blowtorch tee pads? Uh, any, I don't know. I didn't see that. <laughs> I really um, want to see some beer roll. <laughs> now, here's what we have to do, though. Before, because there's like sizzle. a few more storylines, but we're going to get off the Matteo one, okay? Matteo has done it. He's won. He shut Trevor up. Trevor's the only guy that believed he couldn't win. He shut him up. <laughs> um, so, I would get a Matteo t-shirt. To celebrate this, Probably, um, or like the fedora he used to wear. Oh yeah. To celebrate this, if you wanna, if you wanna build your bag like Matteo, you wanna use the discs he's using. Maybe even pick up a signature Matteo harp or the I Adi. Do. Um, we're gonna have a discount code on all trilogy. We'll make it can win because Matteo can win. Heck he has yeah. one, so can win. All one word. All one word. Ten percent off all trilogy. Go eat your heart out. Um, use it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that out, means, man. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the correct this way to use is, it. I don't yeah. know why that was the phrase that came to mind, but there you go. And, you know, maybe leave a little, like, uh, a joke towards Trevor, because Trevor, again, was the only person that believed Matteo couldn't win. Yeah, Connor and I were always team. It's just his day's coming. Hey, man, you can't join my team. I love Matteo. So here, yeah. Don't. Well, here's we're my on question. team Matteo here. <laughs> Trevor's on an island by himself. Here's, can win. Rub it in Trevor's face. Here's my question is, okay. if... If we're saying Matteo was the best player without an Elite Series win, okay. if we're saying that, and I had, I'd have to look down the list and know if that was even the case before. Who that is it, what people were saying. Who is it now? Who is now the best Has player? Has Aaron Gossage won one? No. Are you going straight to Gossage? I, mean, I don't know. That's probably that was my next story. Pull up, rank, <laughs> pull up the rankings. The Gooseman, Gooseman's good. I'm just saying. I just feel I've like been, we're going to forget someone who has won one when we're looking at Anthony Barella. That's probably the answer. It's probably AB at this point. He's he is as according to the uh, the UDISC rankings. He's certainly the one that's highest in the rankings. Yeah, that doesn't have one. I've seen a lot of Aaron Gossage lately from I don't think he has editing Brody's player. videos, and it is just he is so good. He is so Gossage good. is, is yeah. Good. So this final His putting round isn't great. His this final is not good. Yeah. yeah, this final round he made a push earlier than Matteo. I thought he was um, going to get in there and win it. Yeah, so he through hole like 10 or 11 I don't know what stretch but somewhere in the middle of that round he was the solo leader and it felt like he was the one people were chasing down yeah when it was all said and done what it really you know sealed the deal for him was he had a bogey on 15 and on 16 to Matteo's birdies and he lost by four so those are the yeah. four strokes right there that cost him but still put together a heck of a final round it's at just, seven under and jumped into so a second hard. place like what Matteo did on that stretch 10 through 17 or 11 through 17 rather like it is so hard to just go bogey free for a stretch of like eight holes or seven holes but on that course, them. but to birdie them all is just and he insane. had a sixty footer and two forty footers to do it as well. Being consistent on that course is so difficult. Yeah, it does. It is one of those courses where like I'm sure it's not perfect. I'd like to hear a lot of the pros talk about it, but it does. It produces a scorecard mm-hmm. that when you look at all the scorecards at the end of the round, you're like, yeah, that's exciting. Because yeah. there's like, well, the winner, like, birdie, 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 double bogey, par, par, birdie, double bogey. Birdie, 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 birdie rocking like, everywhere. That's right. <laughs> the the winner, I mean, he finished at 23 under in a four-round tournament. He, less than yeah. six under par average. And had an even par round. Yeah. That sounds like, I like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's the deal. I don't think you like what I'm about to say. Uh oh. That's what Woods Golf does. I think that. I think at the end of the day, what do you think, Trevor? Do well, you I, like would, it? I would say that that's what Woods Golf does, and or OB. If you have a lot. Of but OB we've people. seen a lot of OB, and and the the difficulty with OB is 
you can miss your line a little bit and you still get far down there. Yeah, but I'm Whereas just saying OB can a Woods, lot of OB can still provide the scoring separation, the low final scores. Yeah, can, yeah, it's just uh, not as exciting. I don't think because what what Woods does is the scramble. You, you you can almost be more punishing than I don't, OB. Listen, I don't like have a vendetta against Woods you Golf, do, I, but I know, I just it. know deep down in my heart that the Pro Tour will continue to pick non-wooded venues if this sport gets popular. I agree. They don't accommodate spectators like that or or other such things. Like if you go if you go to what USDDC is going on this year with the Vendors Village and all the spectators, and you Which try you to should and yeah, and you we'll be there. and so the parking excited. and that so you try to throw that in the woods. Forget it. It's not happening. So you like, know, that's a good segue it. into if you've ever wanted to sit and watch a grip lock go down live, watch a podcast go down live, come to USDGC this year. If you're anywhere within driving distance, make it happen. I promise you will not be disappointed. What they have going on there is incredible. I've heard there's over 50 vendors in the vendor village this year. So much money. You've spent. got that was a perfect uh, whistle. You, yeah, it was very impressive. <laughs> you've got some of the best golf you'll ever see. A Ever. extremely walkable course. Mm-hmm. You can even Walk like it. scooter it. Um, it's Got a great it. time to have family I bring my there. One wheel. You should. It's a, it's a all around the best disc golf atmosphere I've ever been a part of. Come on. Every year it gets better and better. I've heard their plans for this year. It's going to be incredible. And like I said, we'll be there. We're going to be vending. We have a bunch of custom stamps we're dropping exclusively at USDGC. We're going to have Grip Locked live on the stage in Vendor Village with a little preview shows going on. Um, it's very exciting you're times. Caddying for AB. Uh, Trevor's trying to manifest that, speak that into existence. And I'm gonna caddy for Trevor while he caddies for <laughs> AB. Dude, uh, I'm gonna carry be, his phone and his keys. That'd be very. Helpful. <laughs> There's also like a spectator course. There's a lot to do at USDGC. Um, so you can spectate the course. There's still time. <laughs> there's still time to make your trip plans um, down there because it's it's in a it's few so weeks. So much. Fun. I'm so. If, you, if you're within driving distance, you got to make it happen. I'm like genuinely the giddy boys. about going. I'm so excited yeah. to go. Come it's on it's down, like Christmas. The boys. Yeah, come bull with us. Um, <laughs> you can stay in our Airbnb. No, <laughs> can't. But anyways, that'll that'll wrap up our same thing like a minute ago. That'll wrap up our MVP open talk, and we'll talk about the implications it had on the Pro Tour standings after the fan favorite segment, Trevor's trivia. Come on, Trev. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll do that up from the stage. Trevor's trivia with the crowd. Yeah. Can Matty O win? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, for those of you that are in the know. I'm in the know. There's this thing, what am I in the know of? There's this thing called Immaculate Grid that's yeah, kind of a trend. Yeah, I am it's in the know. sweeping the nation. Baseballreference.com okay. is this website that basically has like every baseball stat under the under the sun. And they started this thing where it's basically there's probably a name for this, but the easiest way to say is it's a three by three grid. Sudoku. But it's not because you think you have to come up with things that connect them. Well, no, it is kind of like Sudoku. Yeah, it's kind of like Sudoku. Um where basically across the top three, you would have like either a baseball team. Mm-hmm. or a statistic or like it would say like they're in the hall of fame or something like that and then going down the left side you'd have other ones and then you have to where they connect fill in a player that fits that yep uh, thing so if i had yankees on the top one on the side and orioles on the top one um the first Tim top one, you'd have to find a player that played for both the yankees and the orioles mm-hmm. that would be how it works you and uh michael jackson they eventually expanded this to a bunch of other sports, very fun. And I I wanted a disc golf one. And one of yeah. our Patreons made Come on. a disc Patrons. golf one. He wrote down all the possible names for each one 
in the boxes so that you pick from. It's really hard. Wow. Can um, we please work together? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I will, so we will, normally in Immaculate Grid, there's nine spots you're trying to fill. You literally get one guess per box. So if you have nine total guesses to get as many as you can, so if you get it perfect, that means you go nine for nine and you got all of them filled. So like normally I'll get like five or six. Oh, it's very difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. There are some guys that dominate. Okay. Um, so the way that we are going to do this is... I'm going to give you, instead of nine total guesses, I'm going to give you 12. Okay. Because this is very difficult. And I'll start with ones I think are a little bit easier, and then we'll kind of work our way uh, to the difficult ones. So the very first, and remember, if I read you one that there's a ton of possibilities for, you may want to try to go for a more obscure name rather yeah, than a super so popular one. So you can later. save, you only can use a player once. Okay. So you might just not want to throw a name out that's super, like would fit a ton of different questions. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. I just need to hear how this is going to happen. So Because I'm right now very so confused. Like, I know. Gonna, I think I understand it. Just start the game. Your first, yeah. your first square. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll read them all first and then we'll go one by one. So you're going to have oh, to get okay, okay. across the top. You have one plus major win, ace in the 2023 season, and zero major plus elite series wins. And going down the side, you have 35 plus majors won- played. Not one played. Uh, greater than 1030 average round rating for uh, Pro Tour major events this year. And current star team or team champion for Innova. So those are your categories. So your very first one you need to do is somebody who has one plus major win and 35 plus majors played. Oh my gosh, this is hard. One plus major win and 35 plus majors played? One plus Anybody that fits that category. This is your easiest category. There's a lot category. there. Well, you're yeah, saying so like don't... Choose a more obscure one so that we're it doesn't have to be used for this. Yeah, you like, typically want to. You typically want to if you if you kind of think of one that you're like, ooh, that's kind of obscure. I mean, with everything with he it. just said, I think we're fine to go Paul Macbeth there. Okay. Because I don't think Paul fits the other ones. Okay. I think let's yeah. just go Paul Macbeth. Okay. Sure. Paul. Paul checks. Yeah, it. I, you're you right. Go. None of them sound one uniquely one. Paul Macbeth. So Paul. Paul checks that box. That box is completed. Uh, we'll go down here. And this is still in the one plus major win category. They need to have okay. one, at least one major win. Okay. And then this also, this person also has to have a greater than ten thirty average round rating for pro tour and major events this season. This season, one plus major win and greater than ten thirty average rating, just at pro tours. Pro tour and majors this season. Greater than ten thirty average, mm-hmm. one plus major win. It's just one plus major win overall ever. ever. Okay. Who would have probably the- Eagle McMahon? Okay. I feel like he's played pretty solid all year. Mm-hmm. He had the injury at the beginning. He has a major win, and he's high rated. He's always high rated. Is that your pick? Okay. You like that? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Eagle McMahon. That is correct. That he is. Heck yeah. He was one of six. Okay. Total people. So that's right. a good one. Um, all right. The last one in this in this row, you're doing very or column, I should say, you're doing very good. Uh, is one plus major win and current star team or team champion for Innova. Okay. Nate Sexton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I I'm still just thinking about this season. That makes that sense. That is correct. Yeah. There you go. All right, you're three for three and you're, you're Come on, through big the hunt. first column. Come very on, good. Hunt. Um we're gonna go to the second column now this is one that is a bit more difficult okay um this first one is 
This is the ace in 2023 season call. Yeah, that's going to be ace yeah, in the 2023 nightmare. season and 35 plus majors played. Nico LaCastro. He has well, aced like four times this weekend, true. and he's had to play 35 majors. That's true. I was thinking, yeah. That, that is makes, one of two sense. people. That was the hardest category. Ooh, yeah. so, can we know the other person afterwards, I guess? I can tell you because they're not available for anything else. It was Nate Sexton. So you okay. only oh, had one okay. And we already person. used Nate Sexton. You guessed it. Okay, yes, wow. so that was very good. Wait, he aced this season? He aced yesterday. Oh. Or two days ago. Cool beans. No, I think it was yesterday, too. Um, he had two aces at MVP. Uh, all right. Nate Sexton yeah. did not play Yeah, MVP. not Sexton. He was asking about Sexton. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. I don't know. I, was like, I don't know when I was Sexton like, got his. Uh, the next one is ace in the twenty twenty three season and the greater than ten thirty average round rating uh, at Pro Tour major events. You can do this. I believe in you. The aces, I just don't pay much attention to. Um, I know you can do this. Thank. We gotta just think who's had greater than ten thirty, and we just gotta yeah. like. I know you. From I know you can figure this one out. I know the more you, you say that, the less no, confident I'm, I it believe makes me. in you. I believe in you. Who so aced? I feel yeah, like my I'm, two my two thoughts. Yep. I feel like Isaac Robinson had an ace. That's he's played okay. very good. I just he's had some bad finishes. The other player I would, is a hundred percent in the ten thirty category. It's just did they ace Calvin Heimberg? I don't, I don't know if Calvin aced. I, I kind of feel like he did, I but I don't know if that's last year. I feel like I remember. I, like I can see aces happening, but I can't remember who they are. I'm the same. Boat. <laughs> I feel like I remember a Calvin Heimberg reaction to an ace. I just don't know if I remember it from last year or this year. I don't, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. I think let's do it. Calvin Heimberg. Yes. Thank oh, you. come on. He just, yeah, he just had that. It was, uh, he was trying to chase somebody down. I forget exactly what tournament it was, but it was a big it was like deal. The most emotions he freaked ever out. Shown. Yeah, he freaked yeah. out. It was okay. only a few, it was only a few weeks ago. That. All right, you're still perfect. Five okay, for five. Come on, big hunt. This, if you can get through this one, this you might actually be able to do it. So this is the, another ace in the 2023 season. Gosh, I hate that. And current star team or team champion for Innova. There are only, I'll say this, there are only two possible people that you can get because already Calvin, Calvin and Nate are already used. Why do I feel like Jeremy Colin aced? I don't do you know. feel it? I mean, he Are seems you like feeling a guy, it now, Mr. Kraft? He seems like a guy that would well, he's ace. On, I mean, we got to think, team, now, is this FPO2? You also, yeah, if you'd like FBO2? to, we can skip this category and we can go to the other ones and then you can come back because that's how this game usually works is you can kind of fill in ones you know. So is we can this, skip it if you don't, if you're well, like... Does this FPO2? Yeah, that's what I want to huh? Just No, FPO. these are all so, MPO okay, players. Okay, so let's I think team star that, and champ. Okay, really quick. Let's just yeah. think through. Calvin, already used yep. them. Sexton, already used them. Coling, on the table. Who else is there? Joel Greg Freeman. Barsby. Greg Barsby. Did Barsby's low key ace out of nowhere? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Joel Freeman sneakily could have, but is he actually on Team Champ or Star? I think he's Team Champion. Double G. Did Double G ace? I don't know. Sounds maybe familiar. I don't know. The I don't aces, know. I just Hunter. don't keep up with aces. Yeah. That's the hard thing of this. Is like That's such a dumb stat I feel like because it's just out of the blue like <laughs> it is a very you could tough ace one. on a, in 120th and I would never hear about it yeah it's a very yeah. tough one I feel like I could sneaky feel double G but let's skip it let's skip it and come right, back I like it I like it let's skip okay. it we skip and come back because um, if, if we come back and we do everything else perfect we'll have four guesses yeah oh yeah. you're right you're right you're right uh, all right staying at five for five and move on I, I actually changed my mind this this one 
was gonna be pretty easy, but since Matteo won, it is no, it is probably the hardest one. Now. Okay. Oh, okay. And this is the zero major plus elite series wins category. Okay. And the first one is zero major and elite series wins and thirty-five plus majors played. Zero elite series and major win. It, this is very difficult. And thirty-five plus played. Very, very difficult. Oh, I would so be someone who's got to be on tour I'd for a ast- while. I'd be astounded if you got this right. Really? And okay. they can't it's a short won. list. Short list. Elite series and majors. There's 35 won. majors played. So who just hasn't list. won? And this is elite series and majors. Yes. They so have, they just have never won. And that counts NTs. Like, yeah, they just have never had a big win. But they've played in 35 plus majors. It's <laughs> a lot. That is a lot. So I mean, it's got to be like nine years at least on tour. Okay. At okay. least. That need, I need But that. probably closer to 10 or 12. I needed probably, that, that You know idea. what? Let's ride with 12. Because there's four a year. If you, play, if you play all four for nine years straight, you're at 36. Yeah. But no one's playing all four for nine years straight. Because that means they're going to like the Aussie Open in Australia. And if they're not yeah. winning, they're not going there every year. Uh-huh. Whoever this is deserves a, a win. <laughs> We can, and we can move down Has again. Has he won anything? Can, Has he won the, anything? The other two in this column are easier if you want to move down and come back. Should what do you we, think? Has, well, before we move down, let's just think here for a second and then we'll move down. I can't. Has Kale LaVisca ever won anything? No, but he's definitely been. He's, on he tour would definitely for a while. check the first box of thirty-five majors, but has he won elite series or a major like anything he has, ever? He has so much to his name. It feels like, but I can't think Paul of anybody. Surely. On so many lead cards, but I feel like he's never won. <laughs> I feel like he's never done it. No, because Yuli would have been known as the, the greatest to have never done it over Matty O. Because he'd been touring longer. Matty O, remember, yeah, just like got on tour like two years ago. The dude didn't tour, like went through a whole stretch of his career where he just didn't tour. But, he just played Alabama, of course. Yeah, but did you. Yep. All right, let's skip down. Let's, get, let's okay. skip down. So I want to skip it. The next one down is zero major. Plus elite series wins and a greater than ten thirty average round rating this season. Can we go back up for a second? Let's just get back into the previous one. KJ oh. Nibo, maybe. Oh, has he ever? Oh won yeah, because he's been playing for forever. He's been playing forever. He's just another person where I feel like there's so much behind his name. Okay, let's just get back down. Surely he's re- got to repeat what you just said. So zero major plus elite series wins and a greater than ten thirty average round rating this season. Anthony Barella, right? Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I think right, let's go with AB. Correct. Yeah, come Very nice. on, Hunter. All right, the last one in this line here. So we're gonna have two left after this, Connor. <laughs> zero major plus elite series wins and current star team or team champion for Innova. Okay. Ah, uh, so that is gonna be tough because. What did Joel Freeman win? Okay, well hold up, hold up. Sorry, hold up. Joel Freeman's only ever won a silver event, I think. Okay. So that's probably a good answer. Okay. Philo Brathwaite. Has he ever won an NT? Did he win whenever he uh, got Beaver his albatross? <laughs> I don't feel like he did. I don't know either. Okay, Joel Freeman for this one. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have the two left. So now we're we've going- got four guesses. Mm-hmm. Where where are we at? 
you right we're now seven you're for seven. seven for seven. So we have five guesses to get two names. Correct. I feel like we had so we can throw some stuff. So I feel like we had better zero, names for the first question. Zero major plus elite series wins and thirty five ma- majors played. That's a tough one, I think. Okay, what's the, the and then ace you this have year? the ace in twenty twenty three season and current star team or team champion. I feel like we have better chance at guessing that one because okay. the star okay, champion. Let's go to the ace this year. I mean, if y'all get this perfect. Like, I my mind would be blown. Okay, so our options ace. here: double G, ace maybe. this year, and a champ team champ. Yeah, or star. Star. Star well, we just got rid of Joel Freeman. Yeah, we did. So we got an option of double G. Joel Freeman was not on the list anyways. Okay. We've got an option of... Big Germ. Big Germ. I think let's go Jeremy Colling. Okay. I feel it. Jeremy Colling. Wrong. I didn't feel it. <laughs> okay, we say we're fine. We got four more guesses. You felt it. You're just feeling the wrong thing. It's okay. Okay. Did double G ace. If we use double G here, we can't use them the other place. Ooh, but I don't what, know what if double, the other G's, one again? double G surely wants something. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that about every silver major. events just blur everything. Was well, also you have to play thirty five plus majors. True, like true. Double, no, because double G. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's double G. Okay, do we like double G here? Aces <laughs> I, here. I don't some, know about aces. I don't know anything just, about aces. Like I'm convincing myself that I've heard about him acing, but I'm not sure. Okay, you know what? Let's roll with it. Double G. That's correct. Yes, oh, Connor. Yes. Come on, Connor. Come on. All right, so we have what three guesses for this Three last guesses one? guesses for the last one. Well, we're, we had some in real options. In real Immaculate Grid, you would have gone eight for nine, though, and that's still very impressive. Okay. But three, you, got, you got the three bonus guesses um, to get zero major plus elite series wins and 35 plus majors played, the last one. I think we start with Philo. Let's just try that. Okay. Philo That's Bradley. correct. Yes! <laughs> Come that, on! The only people on that list, Philo Brathwaite, Johnny McRae, and okay. Dave Dunapace. Wow. Oh. All right. So we that, Philo was the only one we were getting. Like <laughs> literally this when I, he's I was Nate McLean, shout out Nate McLean. He's the one who made this grid. And I was so Big excited. Nate. And then I looked at it and I was like, this is hard. Like there there is like two or three names on like four of these. Man, if we would have went Philo, we could have went into that last one with a chance to go. Perfect. The other guy, <laughs> the other guy that sneaky fit a couple of those categories was Nathan Queen, because he's on like team either the star team or the champ team mm-hmm. but you guys did a really good job yeah. that was i love games where we work together because i can just impressive. let Hunt, hunter just has all the facts so he just bounces them off of me and i just go yes no yes i don't know Nate, if <laughs> the ace are, one uh, is what scared me because like i just don't that's a tough i don't one. know you when people ace. out there you just yeah. have to when, as soon as you when you thought of philo i was like oh my gosh they're gonna do it because like i didn't think you were gonna pull out philo's name mm. and i knew you needed him to get that last one because johnny mccray i was never gonna john i, I would have thought of course i would have johnny mccray is for some reason always in the back of my head i don't know why if you're listening to this nate make us another one that, that was, was very fun. fun that was, really was a good time. that was very difficult i'm sure it was a lot of work too so <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know how he made apparently that. somebody's working on like making one and integrating it like because i had messaged like, stat mando, mando about it because it that's how like baseball reference does they integrate their database you start typing out a name and it brings up like the name and you click it if somebody did this for disc golf it'd be awesome it would be mm-hmm. it'd be great very fun you right, do like a co-branding thing <laughs> trevor trivia <laughs> Trevor's immaculate. Trevor's immaculate grid. Immaculate. Nope, just Trevor. Trevor is immaculate. Trevor immaculate. Trevor. I'm immaculate. Uh, the this past weekend obviously had the final implications on the tour championship. Who's making it? So a lot of movement. The was FBO going on. cut line was crazy. So now, we got. I got FBO two words here. for you. Holly Finley. Uh, so <laughs> this is an interesting one. Okay, top 18 qualify for the tour championship. Valley Mandahano, auto in, Idlewild. Paige Pierce, auto in, open at Alton. Injured Austin, in. Paige Pierce, not going to be there. So 
you have a gap that's open. Presumably. Uh, presumably. So the top 18 should technically be the top 19. That's what it should be. Because it should bump down because 20 players get in, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have outside of the cut, Valley Mandahano and Paige Pierce. Paige not going to be there. Valley Mandahano will be there. Which, if that's true, then last one in is Juliana Corver. Shout out the Canadian tournament. Shout out to the Canadian um, tournament. The silver event decided it. Gotta love that. And then first one out, Hannah Blomroos. She she jumped up this weekend. She had a pretty good close, weekend out there, close. but ended up being twenty. That's crazy. I would have twenty never, points on the outside looking in. Would have never thought. A play another player who moved pretty significantly in and secured their spot. Holly Finley. She was the only one that went from outside the cut line to in. Yeah, Juliana Corver dropped below the cut line, but again, we're assuming she's in based on Paige Pierce. Holly not Finley playing. took fifth and heroically jumped in there and that was yeah she that, moved up five that's spots. gonna that's gonna earn a lot of money potentially that that was that's a big difference that was mm-hmm. crazy um so the the current top five coming into the tour championship which again this has different stroke advantages and stuff like that Kristen Tatar the season-long winner with uh 13 28 points in second place you have Missy Gannon at 1200 points then you have Owen Scoggins at 1140 points and then Holland Hanley moved up to fourth with 1,099 points, and Ella Hansen dropped down to fifth with 1,072 points. That's your top five to finish the season out. Now, over on MPO, things are a little crazy again. A little crazy. Because little cray. Parker Welk, auto in for, for winning DDO. So that 32 crazy, cut line, now moved to 31. But Paul McBeth is within that cut line. As of now, oh. he is not playing. Yeah, mm. good point. If he does not play, that bumps it back down to 32. Oh my gosh. Making Yuli Paul Ulibari in. in. Wow. Paul Jumped McBeth, up two spots. Yeah, Yuli played very good out there this weekend. He got to 32nd. And again, assuming Paul McBeth does not play, Paul Ulibari is in. I love Paul Ulibari. So, Ulibari would be the first one in. Double G would be the first one out. Ulibari had a very bad start to the season. He did. I, I he was, he was hurt, though. Way d- he was hurt. Haters don't want to hear that. He was way down there. <laughs> he was way down. I think he was in like 80-something in tour, tour, tour he points. He has been making a charge and then, on the East Coast swing. Yeah. He's like the new Paul McBeth. Mid-season on, <laughs> he's charged, and he's got himself There's into the tour Paul championship. Again, yeah. assuming, which for everything we know, Paul McBeth is not playing the tour championship. Can the real East Coast Paul stand up, please? Yeah. You know? Is he right, boys? Paul right? posted after Worlds that he was done for the season. He's dealing with an injury, and obviously he has a baby on the way. Um, all those factors. Currently, Paul McBeth will not be the tour championship. If that's true, Paul Ulibarri's in. Also, barely in Mason Ford. He dropped down two spots, almost dropped out of it. Um, Andrew Presnell, Emerson Keith, Nico LaCastro, those are the ones that are guaranteed in, but towards the bottom. And again, Double G, Robert Burridge. Robert Burridge dropped out of it. Chandler Kramer dropped out from contention. Um, So Robert Burridge, Chandler Kramer out. Double G moved up two spots, but not enough. And that was that's that. So the top five final finishing it out. Calvin Heimberg, first place, 1,245 points. Isaac Robinson, second place, 1,082 points. Gannon Burr, third place, 1,078 points. Ricky Wysocki, fourth place, 979 points. Eagle McMahon, fifth place, 971 points. The other thing I want to talk about when I was looking at this, because they, they did this little, well, first off, sidestep. They did the, like, top four trophy presentation after this final round of the MVP Open. 
and they've always done it, but it, it kind of confuses me because we still have the tour championship. And like, even when he was talking about it, he was like culminating the season, wrapping it all up, and then kept saying like, "But don't forget, we have one more event, which is the tour yeah. championship." So it's kind of like a weird feel. Well, the I don't tour, understand. They, they, they can't decide if they want to like make it a thing that you finish at the top of the standings at the end of the year, or if they just want it to be kind of have like the winner take all feel that they kind of end up giving out. Well, I would like. I would personally think both can exist, but I think right, but like, you either end it here and then you give the, I think just give the awards out of the tour championship, like let it just be done. Yeah. But I also think let the tour championship count for points. You're giving the guy who's in the lead an advantage, a stroke advantage. Like if it's close, let him duke it out. Calvin Heimberg will have a stroke advantage in this, in this scenario. He's not losing. He's still going to win, but like you could have Gannon Bird jump Isaac Robinson. Well, I, I, that's why I think the I like that. I don't think the I think the points thing is thrown out the door. I think that whoever my my whole thing is I think whoever finishes on the top of the final event, the Tour Championship, the way that they've structured it now, because like the way that the PGA Tour did it now, they've they've only kind of done this halfway. But in my opinion, the points all they do is set your position. And then you play with those head starts, and then whoever finishes on top, that's the winner. That's yeah. the only one we talk about. They won the tour championship. They, it, that would is be, it. it would be clearer having, for marketing. Yeah, having the two is where it gets confusing because then it's like, and and like Calvin doesn't, he's not get, really getting anything other than the head start. Like that's what this all matters for. It's not an event, you know, it's, it's just a cumulative amount of points that you get over the course of the season. Yes, it's impressive, but like there's not really a way to do both because no matter, even if you hand him a little trophy, he's going to be overshadowed by the person with a check for $40,000 who won the... Like, that's the one that mm-hmm. matters. Well, well I, think, so like, I think what you're saying is true. I think that's what should happen. I think it should be, if, if for that to happen, more aggressive head starts. And the head starts, obviously, this should go without saying, shouldn't reset after round two. Well, that's the big issue. Which doesn't is, make is any the sense. the reset. Yeah, yeah that's, just, that's just... The, you start, you go two rounds, it's like, we're going to try to make sure everyone makes it, but then we're just going to reset yeah. after round two. That's what I'm saying. They just, can't, sense. they just haven't really decided, like, what they really consider, like, the torch, the champion, I guess, or, like, or how they balance, like, well, do we give credit to the person who finished at the top of the season? But, like, I think it's you, not the finish, though. That's the thing is, like, people are saying, like, oh, well, Calvin finished the season on top. Well, the season's not over. There's the tour championship. That's part of the and season. And you have USDGC. Yeah. Which, like, obviously, is not part of the season right now. But, like, the tour yeah. championship, in my opinion, in the current thing, where the a, current thing, in the current thing, I feel like the Pro Tour is trying to put weight on points, right? Like, they're trying to, like, have the points have some weight. If you want that to be true, I think the two ways to do it are either A, have the tour championship count towards points, and the true tour champion is whoever comes out on top post points, or B, what makes the most sense is I think make the stroke head starts more aggressive and let it just ride for four rounds. So give Calvin, right now I think he's going to start at like one stroke under over Isaac, make that three or something. Like go, go 10 under to seven under to five under, four, three. I don't think you do that because then you make potentially boring golf. Like you That's fine. No, it's not. Nobody wants to watch boring golf. I mean, nobody would watch it. Well, if we're making it for like Calvin's work for the entire season, should earn him more yeah, than but one stroke. Well, maybe if, maybe if he blew everybody else out of the water, but he, well, he, he kind of did. No, he, he's like two hundred and fifty points into the ahead. La- going into the last event, though, he, it was very close. I don't I don't think you give too big of a head start because then you just make it not as fun to watch. Well, I, I don't want to watch a golf event where somebody starts three strokes ahead of the rest of the field. I don't want to watch that. I do because um, I don't think it matters across four rounds. Well, it's three strokes. I'd rather, I, I think one stroke is fine because you, the point is that he will have 10 strokes over the guy in 11th or 10th or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's the point of sure. the stroke head start. But you want, I, I still think that you want to, if, if we're going the route of the tour champion 
decides all. Like whoever I wins think, a tour championship, it should be heavily favored to the person who has. I don't the, think who won should, the tour the season. I, I don't think you should make you should make big events um, tough to follow if people weren't tracking. Like people, ultimately, you want each event to have its own punch. And I think if you just start, if people get caught up too much in placing emphasis on the points and the point, no, like not enough people are following the entirety of the season. For, like, I don't think you, I think you need to be, make sure that each event has its own punch. I mean, so FedEx Cup starts with a two stroke head start. They go 10 under, 8 under, 7 under, 6 under, 5, 4, 3, 2. Well, I think, I think it's okay maybe if you go after the first one, I guess, if you go one at a time. I just don't like if it, go, if it went like 10, 7, 5, like if, if it, because then okay, so, you get so to where 10, the, 8, 7. That, that would be okay, I guess. Okay. I, I just, I more, just like, I, I more want the first place to have a bigger head start I just and let more, it ride the whole way. Yeah, I more didn't like it if first place had like a 10 stroke advantage over sixth because if it keeps going down by that much. But I, I mean, I'm okay with that. That's a compromise. I mean, they have six strokes over six in this in this case well, and i like that well, six place strokes i know but I'm, well they wouldn't have 10 in mind they'd have 10 over number 30 well weren't you saying they would i went 10 7 5 4 3 2 1 so 10 7 5 4 3 2 so i would have went 5 to 10 so it would have been like seven strokes over fifth through tenth in my oh they my do, oh, they do the ranges too is the pro tour doing that yeah like the range thing yeah, yeah. they are yeah. You have to do range because if not, you're going to end up with 30 right. at 35 no, that, over that par <laughs> going the, into the weekend. The reset is definitely the... The uh, reset's the wrench that the pro tour needs to get out of there. The weird thing. But in my opinion, I agree. I think the tour championship should decide it. I think the stroke head start should be more aggressive and it should last all four rounds. Yeah. I, I just I think it, like if you're going to do anything, like maybe like, oh, we'll give you a $5,000 bonus for finishing on top of the points. But like I said, it's like... Then you're. It's weird if they decide to add some kind of finality to something that isn't final. Like if you have a tour championship, yeah. that's the final. Handing out trophies, it's it's a weird look. Like for instance, Nate look. Queen a few years ago won the tour championship. Who mm-hmm. won the points that season? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it overshadowed. Probably Ricky. Right. But I don't it's remember. It's because the money is so much that like that's that's the thing. That's what they're. That's what this matters for. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the point I'm trying to get across. Is like. If we're trying to make this a thing, let's make it a thing. But anyway, secondary thing I noticed, Ricky Wysocki had himself a pretty impressive season because when you think about it, he missed the first decent little chunk, right? He, I don't think he made, he like came out and then went back, right? Like he had a mm-hmm. chunk in the middle here. I'm trying to see what it actually was. It was pretty So he didn't make his, um, he didn't make his tour appearance until the Music City, which was April. So he missed LVC, Waco, Open at Austin. Um, and I think he DNF'd to Texas States maybe. But anyways, he missed three silver events and three elite events to start the season off, which yeah. he also typically does pretty good at, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And then made his appearance at Music City, missed OTB again with another flare-up, and then basically toured from there on out and was able to get himself to fourth place. Yeah, Pretty impressive season. We were talking about it with Paul where... I feel like Ricky's done a better job adapting to this new, like his brand to the new modern era of play where when I saw Ricky in fourth, I was like, man, Ricky's still up there. Like Ricky's still contending. Um, Cause for some reason, maybe it's because Paul was dominant over Rick for a stretch, but I feel like Paul, when Paul doesn't win, it's not in contention for wins. I immediately feel as though Paul's having a rough season. When yeah. It's not necessarily the case. Cause mm-hmm. like, but I didn't feel like Ricky was having a rough season. I'm actually surprised at how good of a season Rick ended up having. Having I didn't think it was going. I didn't think it was as good as it ended up being. 
Um, but for some reason, I just don't associate Rick with that. And I think that mod in the modern disc golf era, that's where you got to be. Because Rick kind of had a quiet season. He did fine. And he ended in fourth. Yeah. I like mean, he, it was impressive. He got his win. You know, he got his win. And and know, I still like him a lot for USDGC. Yeah. And it, yeah, season's not over either. And he, you know, he's the defending tour champion, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. Beat Isaac last year. I think that, I think that was yeah. just last year. Uh, so. Yeah, I, 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 you know, there's only so many Pro Tour Elite Series events to win, and there's a list of like six or seven guys that are probably going to win at least one, maybe two, and that's just the way it is now. And if you're Rick, I think for Rick, he would have loved to double up on the Elite Series. I, I mean, getting USDGC would do that for him. Uh, I still think, you know, he had a silver, and then he had uh, the preserve. It was the preserve, I believe, I believe that he yeah. won. And and so I think I think for him like that's a, that's a falling a little bit flat, but there's still there's still a chance at USDGC to make that up, or even at the Tour Championship, bring him a big payday. And it's not a bad season at all. How much does a Tour Championship weigh to you, win wise? Win wise, not much. Players like if I'm a player and it's my season perception, a bunch because I just made a bag, and also it's just a way you ride into the off season thinking on a high note, basically. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be like. It's usually just like a little kicker, almost. Like I, I would, add, if two guys were tied and had very similar resume, I'd be like, well, this guy, you know, he won the tour championship. Let's give him that. I will say this: in the new format, it's a little less fluky. So, like, I would maybe credit, but it, I don't think it, unless it's, unless it were, um, you know, four rounds of normal golf, which it, I don't believe it ever will be. Then you, you can't really just say. No. It. Now, if a guy, I mean, I guess if you were if you were like somebody who was a ton of strokes back and came back, but it, yeah, it's just, but weird. he resets it's, after round two. So. Right. Yeah. It's a weird one. I think in the current format, it means more than it has previously because it's less fluky. You don't have that thing of players getting really hot and then right. the other players getting thrown in the mix and hoping they can, they can play. Yeah. So it's less fluky in that sense, but it's still, it doesn't mean as much as I would say the tour championship win wise. If we're try if it comes down to player of the year, I would count it about the same as a silver event. Yeah. What say. are we saying? What are our guesses? I don't think there's been a purse revealed. Now that we're doing this segment, I'm sure it'll come out today. Um, but what are our, I think 35K was the winner's check last year. I'm going to say it gets to 50. World, what did Worlds do? 30? 30. 30? Uh, I think it gets Matty to 50. Matty O won 18 this, this, past, this weekend. That's nice. I think it's a 50. I think it gets wow. to 50 as well. That'd I think dope. I think they get to 50. Maybe four. It's like, because like I just like, think 40 will kind of fall a little flat. It'll be like if it only goes up five k. I would be like, eh, that wasn't that great. And if they get to forty five, like surely they can get to fifty. Yeah, because <laughs> like fifty would be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it gets to 50. Just take five thousand. Like give everyone showed up five hundred dollars less to give the winner fifty. I think it gets to fifty this year. It'd be great. We'll see. Well, we shall we'll see. see. If we're Barbasol, a few weeks away. Barbasol gonna gonna dish out. Yeah, we'll find whoever. out in a few weeks. We got um grip lock power rankings to wrap the show we'll up. We'll find out in a few hours, Hunter. We just recorded grip lock. That's true. Uh, right now we have Calvin Heinberg one, Isaac two, Gannon three, Eagle four, Ricky five, Simon six, Coleridge seven, Proctor eight, AB nine, Paul McBeth ten. Did Matty Mattyo wasn't even in. He wasn't in. Okay, well He's Paul sneak in. Paul's think, gone. Let's just bump Paul for Matty. Paul's gone. Start there. And then I think it's just a matter. Really, this is going to be a matter of how far up do we move Matteo because the other guys aren't really going to have to shift much. It's not really going to make a huge difference. No, because the thing was, I think most of them played solid. This yeah, as I'm saying, I'll, pretty much all of those guys were hanging around the top twenty. Let's just go MPO. Let's go Matteo, Matt Orem versus Barella Anthony. 
and let's just go since what probably july now that we're in september yeah july 1st or the end of the year compare matteo beats him four and three with one win all right now let's go matteo versus the proctologist Compare. I think Matteo's going to have a pretty convincing match. Matteo beats James Proctor. Yeah. All right, now let's go Matteo versus I Sir think, Ridalin. I think we were holding him out because he hadn't won, but I think he's going to be pretty convincing. He beats Cole Ridalin, and they both have one win. Yeah, he's going to Man, this is, we crimed him. Uh, we crimed him, dude. Matteo versus... That's a funny, that is a funny one. <laughs> Simon yeah, I just absolutely crimed him. He beat Simon. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. Feels right I'm, to me, dude. Yeah, I think it does feel right. Well, he would have been even with Simon before this past week. They both have one win. I was thinking, like, are we overlooking? Like, he came in 28 that Deglo and Simon won. Simon's oh, worst is 18. He has a 28 and a 15. I think he's jumping him. I don't feel like he should. Let's go Let's well, go back a little bit. Let's go the, back. According to the numbers. Well, now we're just getting too far back. <laughs> like it just I if it doesn't check it doesn't, yeah now Simon beats him it doesn't pass the eye test yeah it Simon does. Lazat's having a better season because like in this Matty O if you bring in June has an 18th 23rd 15th but, but that, this is the power rankings this isn't the season rankings yeah yeah but if we even go most, more recently he has worse finishes yeah, like I don't think just head three to head and two tells since everything July with a more recent win I think but he, I don't think head to head tells if it was story. any other player it would be a jumping him right now. <laughs> But Simon didn't play bad at Maple Hill. Simon came in but, fourth. But he lost. Yeah, but Matteo. Matteo has a 28th and a 15th. Three and two since July. More recent win. In fact, just We'll spin won. the wheel. We'll spin the wheel. Because we were, we disagree. So we need to spin yeah, the, the wheel. Yeah, the stats disagree with you. We, we disagree. Every other player, if we put them in a scenario, you'd be like, oh, three and two and the more recent win? That goes to that person. We have Simon Lazar <laughs> on one side of the wheel, and we have Matteo. Everybody's pegging I'm me out I'm the third party. The I choose Matteo. We're spinning the wheel. He wheel value decides. your opinion. <laughs> the wheel also values Matteo. We'll land on Matteo. I can't argue with the wheel. Thank goodness. Wheel don't lie. Thank goodness. Now, best two out of three. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Matteo jumps Simon. Okay. Now we got to do the next one. Matteo versus Ricky. Okay. That will be fine. He's going to beat him. Yeah. Ricky. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. I was ready for that to end. Okay. So Matteo jumps to seventh right behind Simon. He goes to six above Simon. Don't worry, guys. That just doesn't pass the eye test. I don't like that. What eye test are you talking about? Mine. My okay. two eyes looking yeah. at it doesn't pass it. Okay. Because like doesn't the, number, the, the numbers said three and two. It doesn't pass a smell test just either. Just one. You can't even smell. Doesn't pass it. <laughs> I can smell that. <laughs> I smell what the rock's cooking. Hunter is the is a known Matteo hater right now. That's fine. You can He's call me a Matteo hater. I have no problem Everybody with that. Everybody thought I was the Matteo hater. I, I think Simon Lazat deserves more than that. I'm going to say it. Should have played better then. Yeah, he should have won then. He had every chance to, and he didn't. I, I, I can say it. I did. No, nope. we'll see. What I happened. muted you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, you know what? USDGC, the ship will be righted. We'll see. I, bet, I don't know. I don't I know, know about that, dude. Matty I, I can, played. Yeah, plays I can, well. At I can smell a Matteo like yeah. fourth place, and I can smell a well, Simon well, last Zach year. Second. Last no. year he shot hot round. <laughs> if Matteo finishes outside the top ten, we bump him out of the top ten in the power rankings. No. How confident are you? <laughs> I don't I don't need to make bets on his behalf. I'm just trying to defend <laughs> the guy. Uh Calvin, Isaac, Gannon, Eagle, Ricky. I'm I'm okay with not really I think switching we're good with up. not moving those. Yeah. I mean they Eagle are. could move up. Do we bump up Eagle? I hope Came Matty in second. O wins USDGC now. Gosh, that would be so Roll tide. poetic. <laughs> uh what am I looking for? Stat Mando. You gonna caddy for him? 
Yeah. You should try and get on Matteo's back. I bet you that would be a good time. I'd just be like, hey, man, roll tide. Does he usually have like, a roll tide. I'd be like, roll tide, roll tide, roll tide. He'd be like, roll tide, roll tide. <laughs> That's nice. all I can say. <laughs> Does he have a caddy usually? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he had Zach Melton on his back. Oh, weekend. the Meltonator. He uh, probably isn't right. playing USCGC, so he might caddy for him. Ig McMahon versus Gannon Burr. Eagles 4-0 against him recently. Yeah, I, I, th- I had a feeling that might happen. Eagle McMahon versus really Isaac good. Robinson. Well, we know what he just did at that Silva. Is well, Isaac good? still won Worlds recently. 4-1 and one against him, though. How much we value Isaac's world win? He did just win worlds. We'll get. We'll let him. Well, I think we move up Isaac. Or I mean, Eagle McGee, one slot. Eagles most re, Eagles went second, first, third, second, fourth. He is on a tear. We don't want to be. No, we don't want to. We want to be Eagle slanderers. Hey, we don't want to crime him. He's he on can't. A talent. Wait, go back to the list. Go back. To Here's the what I'll say: If Isaac Save. Robinson stays, Simon Lazat stays. I'm fine with Isaac slipping. Then all right, then Eagle McMahon moves up. Justice, Eagles playing really well right now. Should we go Eagle to Calvin? Do we dare? I dare to dare. I dare. I, Calvin Eagle hasn't. Mc, we know he hasn't won anything. Eagle McMahon might be the best player in the world. Are we overvaluing Calvin Heimberg? Eagle McMahon's three and one against Calvin. Calvin. And it's a. I mean, it is a dog race. They definitely are one two. We got. Yeah, maybe we should do Matty O versus Calvin. Listen to this. <laughs> Calvin. Calvin's most recent five: fourth, fifth, fifth, fourth, third. And Eagles three and one <clears> against that because Eagles wow. went second, third, second, fourth, fourth. Some dogs. Wolf. Wolf. Eagle McMahon's the best player in the world right now. <laughs> Eagle McMahon new jumped to one. one. New number one. And Eagle it's deserving. McMahon. I heard people complaining about U-Disc putting Eagle one over Calvin. And you know what? I disagree with y'all. Eagle McMahon is the best player in the world right now. Wow. Do we go Isaac Robinson to Calvin Heimberg? Just to, just to, just to, just to lock to, it in. Just to lock yeah, it in. Yeah, Calvin's five and one against Isaac. Yeah, I don't think Calvin's losing to really anybody on that comparison. We should go Isaac versus Gannon just to make sure Isaac beats Gannon. Okay, so we have a pretty bulletproof list We're right here. We're bulletproof right Eagle now. Eagle one, <laughs> Calvin two, Isaac three, Gannon Burr four, Ricky five, Matteo six, Simon seven, Cole Rodolin eight, James Proctor nine, Come AB on. ten. I'm not going to lie, that eight, nine, ten, I feel like we didn't really check, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> They're not important. Keep going. Okay. On to FPO. Kristen. Well, I'd let the comments fill Haley us in. King is now number one. <laughs> Kristen's a to- Well, Haley's on the top five. She's got to be. Hey, Kristen, Missy, Own, Holland, Val Mandahano. Why do I keep closing out a stat, Mando? I'm going to need it. Yeah, honey, yeah. Haley King well, jumps at least. Well, Val is. Valerie Mandahano. Gone. She might jump Holland Hanley as well. Potentially, yeah. But I feel like Haley hasn't played recently. She was hurt. Okay, July. <laughs> we got King. She was throwing tech disc in the driveway, though. Versus, I saw all those. Let's posts. just go Mandahano. I should have known. Forty-five degrees nose up. Connor. Okay, Haley King's three and one against Val, so that's an easy one. Yeah. Val, now let's go Val Hanley. Really done anything until she's like since she just like won randomly. Okay, Holland Hanley's three and one against Haley, so we can. Okay, just bump, Holland. Bump Haley King into fifth here. Let's get a holler for Holland. Boom, and then we got Own Scoggins could probably jump Missy Gannon. Let's look at it here. I mean, Missy's been very good. But they're probably gonna be pretty close, I'd imagine. Owns three and one against her. But like, look at their. I went and look at their finishes. I'm not disagreeing this, with you. I just kind of want to see them. Uh, Own went second to Missy's thirteenth. But before that, it Own was four, one, four, one to fourth. Yeah, but Owns two. No, one, I, I'll two, give it two. to Own. I just wanted to see it because I know Missy has been really good. So Owns just, two one two two and Gannon. You know, this is a tough back to back weeks for you. I just realized that, or not back to back. On this is back to back. Own Scoggins won Deglo, and now Maddie O's won. It's a rough season for you. Yeah, it has been. For your can't win. It was always a lot. Own, s- oh, owned Trevor. The own <laughs> thing was a lot less of a bit. 
but the Madia, well, I guess you'd say it was more, more of, a of a bit. More of a bite. This one was a bite. This one, yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, You just really didn't like Matty O, did you? Yeah, I didn't like Matty O, clearly. Me either. I love Matty O. Yeah, Kristen owned Missy Always Gannon, Holland Hanley, Haley I like him too, man. Boom, there's your top never five. never anything against him. Hey, I'm just saying that I love Podcast him. Podcast title, else. I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> there you have it. No, I think we just titled it A New Number One in the World. We've got a title of something with Matty. We've got a title of something. It's got to have we'll, a title. We'll figure out the title. You already saw it. You clicked on it. That means it worked on you. <laughs> you guys comment down below what the title is. Yeah. Comment down below <laughs> how the title made you feel <laughs> and if we should have changed it. Nice. We'll see you next week. <laughs>